Welcome to Shutter Slam's Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. Today's podcast is sponsored by Shutterslam.com. Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Craig Bechta here, and joining us today is Frank Dorhoff. Hey Frank, how you doing? I know you're in New York. Yeah, I'm in New York. Hey Craig, how are you? Great. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in photography and a little bit more about where we can find out more about you. Okay, well, I was brought up in a family that actually was very enthusiastic about photography and video. And somehow I got bitten by the bug very, very soon. And I have to be honest, at one point I stopped doing photography and I I did a lot of video, but mostly hobby. And at one point I just picked up photography again because I just thought that the, the frozen image was way more interesting than the moving image. Although... Of course, nowadays, I also think that video is pretty cool for storytelling, but I still like photography more. Being able to tell a story with just one image, that's pure magic. So somehow the passion was there very early and it's it's always stayed. Yeah, I first heard about you on Kelby One. So I went through all of your training courses like several times and uh, I just find your teaching style really entertaining. So I went through them all. And then, of course, now I'm following you on Facebook and Instagram and all that. But tell us about more about your training courses and maybe your workshops and how people can find out more about those. Okay, what I do is um, when I started out with photography, I wasn't planning on teaching. I I wanted to shoot models. And, of course, I always dreamt about shooting celebrities and that kind of stuff. And at one point, I actually started shooting celebrities. And a lot of people thought, like, you know what? If he's shooting celebrities, he must be a great photographer. Love is lighting. And I would love to learn more. And the weird thing is that I was very reluctant into teaching. Because I thought, you know, if you teach, you have to be a master and all that kind of stuff. So at one point, uh, a lot of people kept asking me. So I just started to do one workshop. You know, it's, okay, let's do one. And it sold out, so it actually became two. And people were so enthusiastic, and I actually found out that by inspiring people and by making it more more visible for people what lighting can do, you can really have an impact on somebody's life and on somebody's way of perceiving photography. And I found out that it was incredibly rewarding, much more than just taking a good shot. And I started looking more into the matter, and the more I looked into it, the more I enjoyed teaching. And at this point, we're actually, if somebody asks me, what do you do? I said, mostly I'm a photography teacher, because I just love to inspire people and trigger people mostly that what they think they can't do. It's lighting, it's photography. You can do anything you want. The only thing is you have to switch that little thing in your brain over and make sure that that you see the possibilities. And I just love doing that. And every time when I teach and every time when I do a workshop or release a video, you get all these emails from people that go like, I never thought about this and this really changed the way that I look at photography. And yeah, man, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing that. Yeah, for me, I like to watch different instructors because I get something from everyone. But I always find that you have a certain way of saying things that I just get it. I'm just, oh, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things that, you know, some people have and some don't. And that's what I like about your videos. I, I think the most important thing in this is that um, I always tell people, if you understand lighting, and lighting isn't that difficult to understand. It's In, in fact, it's one and one is two. But as soon as you understand lighting, everything becomes focused on storytelling, becomes focused on styling, on coaching your model. 
And that's where the real difficulty is. So what I try to do in the videos is always make the lighting look very, very simple. Now, that isn't true, of course, but because lighting can be incredibly tricky. But if you show it like it's very simple, people will actually stop thinking about lighting as being difficult. And I think that's step one. Uh, a great example is, by the way, if, if somebody walks into our studio, we, we have a big studio and we have all these different walls and all the walls are about 2.5 meters in width and about 2.5 meters in height. And they're all painted differently. Now, in the end of the studio, at the far end, we have a very, very old wall and it looks like it, it really needs a fix up, you know? So people come in and they, they look at the walls and they go, okay. And then they look at that final wall and they go like, man, I love your studio. And when are you going to change that ugly wall? Because that's really, you know, it doesn't fit your studio. And I always tell them like, okay, dude, that's a background. And then people go like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And that's that switch that you have to turn on. You have to see possibilities in things that you see as problems. And as soon as that lighting issue falls away, in other words, you, you start to understand that lighting can be manipulated. You literally can bend the light the way that you want it. At that point, everything's about storytelling. And that's when photography really starts being fun. So what kind of gear are you using? Because I've seen you use everything from medium format to Sony. What would you say is your main camera and lens right now? Uh, lens, there is not really a main lens. Uh, if I look at this week, I'm walking around with the new 24 to 72.8 from Sony. It's not the E-mount, it's still an A-mount lens, but it's the version 2 I'm now trying for Sony, and it's a really cool lens. It's been on the market for a while, by the way, but I still use the version 1 myself. And I'm using an A7R2. And this is one of the cameras that, if somebody asks me, is there a perfect camera in the world, I will always sell, say no. But this camera comes pretty, pretty close because it's, it's really an amazing camera. And in the studio, I just love shooting with the medium format camera. As soon as I have control, I will very, very quickly just grab that medium format camera. And uh, the medium format camera I'm using at the moment is a Phase 1 DF Plus with a Leaf Credo 60. And I love the full frame medium formats. I'm not a big fan of the crop sensors, although the Sony sensor is literally amazing. I tested the Credo 50, which has a Sony sensor, and that's amazing, but it, it's a crop sensor. And this weekend, I'm teaching a workshop in New York, and we're actually gonna use the 101, the 101 megapixel phase one, which is also based on the Sony sensor. So I'm very curious to see how that one works out. Yeah, that looks like a pretty good camera, although a little bit pricey though, I think. Yeah, well, you know, all prices are relative, but I, but I agree. <laughs> it's an expensive camera, you know, but at one point you have to look at, do I use it for this or that? Is it worth money? And because I teach a lot, for me, it's not, not something I would buy for the very simple reason um, that my work, um, the 60 megapixels is way, way more than enough. And I think the reason I use a 60 megapixel, and this is a conversation a lot of people have, you know, a camera is just a tool. If you look at it pure from the commercial aspect, the Sony, uh, a 24 megapixel camera, uh, a Nikon or a Canon or, or whatever camera you have, everything is usable. Everything you can use to do exactly the same stuff that I do. But there's also something else in my mind, and that's I'm really what we call a perfectionist. If I know there's something out there that will make my images better, that will make my images breathe a little bit more, that will make my images look a little bit more detailed, Somehow I want that gear 
but I always keep in mind, of course, uh, because I'm Dutch, of course, also, that the pricing has to be relatively okay. So I don't want to shoot with something that my students can never afford. Although Credo 60 with a phase one is something that a lot of my students, of course, can't afford. But I bought it literally because that, that drive in me, I, I want to have that perfect image. I'm not just um, what we call in the Netherlands a bread photographer, meaning I'm only interested in making money or making it commercially viable. But I also want to take that extra step and have that extra quality. So at that point, you have to start realizing like, okay, do I need a 101 megapixel camera? No. But if it's a really, really cool camera and it really makes stuff possible, you start to think about it, you know? And yeah, who knows? I never know. My wife is now sitting a positive me, so I have to be careful what I say. But <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so do you have some business advice? Maybe somebody who wants to uh, start making money from the photography, go from hobby to business. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, without any doubt. Don't ever hunt. And what I mean with this is um, I get, I think, six, seven, eight mails a week. Frank, how do I become successful like you? And the first thing is like me. That's something that sometimes I have to laugh about it. You know, we work really, really hard. And of course, we've achieved a lot over the years. But being a successful photographer, for me, means... Uh, shooting uh, persons like Lady Gaga, uh, shooting the, the big celebrities, that's a real successful photographer or a photographer that that earns a lot of money. That's successful. What we do is we work very, very hard and in the end of the year, of course, we earn money. Uh, but we, we travel around a lot, which seems pretty interesting and it is, but it's also very tiring. And if you look at being successful, I think what a lot of people strive for is the Ferraris, Miami, the beautiful models, and that's all fantasy. That will never happen in the end. It's sleep deprivation, flying in coach, and just being incredibly tired and having to face your client the next day. As soon as you start realizing that, you start to wonder, why do you do it? Very simple. I have a passion for photography. And this is where it all boils down, that passion for photography. And as soon as you start setting yourself a goal like... And those males are often in this, uh, in this order, like, okay, I have been shooting for three, four months now. I'm totally fed up with it. If I'm not successful within one month, I'm going to stop photography. That's the totally wrong way to get any success in photography. I never, ever intended to do what I do at the moment. I'm incredibly blessed that I met guys like Scott Kelby, uh, who skyrocketed my career. And I'm incredibly blessed that I have a lot of followers online because those people really made your career. And for me, the only thing was I have a passion for making images. And I don't care about the commercial value. I don't care about earning money. As long as at the end of the year, I, I ate, I fed my family, I can buy a car if it breaks down, I can pay my mortgage, and I have a little bit of cash left to save for my old day. And I think that's the way to become successful in photography, just breeding that passion because a client will pick up on that passion and it will hire you. But as soon as you start thinking only about money, only about I have, I have, I have to do this and I have to do that and I need, that's where you probably will fail miserably. So just, just lift that passion and the rest will come by itself. And if it doesn't come, it's your hobby, it's your passion. So who cares? 
Yeah, that's great advice. Um, I know you do a lot of European workshops, but you're doing some in the States right now. Where's the best way to find out about your workshops and your courses and stuff like that online? Uh, we have a, a site online called frankdorov.com. And that's a blog, and I try to update it daily with news, tips, videos. And you can also find information on the workshops over there. So we have some special workshops, like we have an upcoming workshop in Santa Cruz, uh, I believe right before Photoshop World. So that's going to be an awesome workshop. And we didn't announce it yet because we're still um, getting the final details in, but that's going to be an interesting workshop. And in July, we're going to do a tour through the UK. And the first workshop already sold out. Uh, the other one, we still have seats left, and we're going to add even a third uh, location because the first one sold out so quickly. Yeah, some of those images from, because uh, I follow you online, I see all the European workshops and the castles and all the different places you go. I mean, they look amazing. Yeah, and th this is also why, and this is, again, the fun part about commercialism. Um, the workshops um, in the castles, if you know how much it costs to rent a castle, um, in the end, uh, it could very well be that in some tours we break even. But you come home with such amazing images and amazing stories and people who are so happy because nobody can rent a castle like that and do a shoot alone. So by combining it, by teaching a workshop, we come home with amazing images and that's often for me way more important than raising the price of the workshop to let's say uh, 500 euros a person. So we keep the pricing really low to make the workshops accessible for everyone. And in the end, for me, the images are way more important. And of course, the inspiration that I give people, and that's without any doubt, the, um, how do you call it? Uh, the big motivator. All right, so let's do that again. So it's frankdorhoff.com. So F-R-A-N-K-D-O-O-R-H-O-F, frankdorhoff.com. Yes. Correct. And we have a YouTube channel, by the way, under my name, Frank Dorhoff. And if people subscribe there, we do a live broadcast every month called Digital Classroom, in which we do a two-hour live shoot, including retouching. And it's like a mini workshop online. Cool. I'll have to check that out because I have seen a few of your YouTube videos, but... Uh... Yeah, Definitely. we have Quite Frankly, and the door of is always open. And oh, yeah. Digital Classroom, that's once a month. And that's like, a, a, it's like a free workshop. Of course, we don't do the stuff that we do normally in workshops. We keep it a little bit more simple. But it's still, I think it's a really cool way of getting to know what we do. And you have a Facebook group that I'm part of too, I think. How, how do people find you there? <clears throat> that's called Mastering the Model Shoot. I wrote a book called Mastering the Model Shoot. And... Because of the book, we got a lot of email from people who say, ah, I tried something that was in the book and I really liked it. Or you gave a tip in the book, I tried it out and it worked. And at one point I was just going like, it's such a shame that people only mail me that stuff and nobody sees it. Because I kid you not, the work that some people create is so amazing. So I said, why not create a Facebook page called Mastering the Model Shoot? and let people just share their images. Um, the only rule for the group is you have to follow my work or you have to read the book. And that's actually no rule, of course, because otherwise you will never find the group mastering the model shoot. <laughs> so it, it's an open group for everybody. As, as long as you have a link with me, meaning uh, or you follow my work or you read the book or you saw one of the videos or, of course, the Kelby One videos. So it's actually a little bit of a joke that we say it's a closed group 
but everybody's welcome to share their images and discuss about uh, all the problems they have with lighting or share tips. Great. Okay, I just want to thank you so much, Frank, because I'm a, a fan of yours and I, I follow all your training and courses and it's just awesome to talk to you in person. And so I just thank want to say thank you so much for, for taking part in this podcast today. You're more than welcome and thank you so very much for having me. All right, I'll talk to you later, Frank. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Shutter Slams Photography Tips with your host, photographer Craig Bechta. We'll see you next time.